Namaste. Welcome to episode number 11 of Happy Jack Yoga Podcast. I'm Happy Jack, live from Cambridge, Massachusetts, USA. And I'm here with special co-host... Kristen from Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. Amazing. So happy to have you here with us, Kristen. Uh, stepping again. in for, for Hanna, who this is Hanna's last week. Uh, she's been in Europe for a couple of months now, which is actually her home. So she's been back connecting with her home. Uh, but this weekend, she will be back in Canada, in Muskoka as well. Uh, but it's, I'm so happy to have you here with us. I, and I got to say, though, I tried... <laughs> I made a note. I have it written right down here on my notes, not to say what episode number it is, because it's kind of irrelevant. It's like, what am I going to be? It's episode 27. It's episode 83. I mean, I don't need to say that at the start of every episode. Sure enough, the first words out of my mouth, as soon as I kicked off was, welcome to episode 11. That's a samskara. That's like when we have this conditioning, we just keep doing the same thing. I'm going to work on that. But, but we're super happy to have everybody here with us. We got beautiful friends around the world. We got yogis. We got Danica in Maine, Felicia, Colorado, Martina, Germany, Pam, Missouri, Zandra, UK, and Yara, Texas. Eight yogis around the globe who are here with us. Thank you for being with us uh, in the Zoom room. And of course, everybody who's listening. Kristen and I, we were just talking right before we got started. Actually... You know, again, coming back to this whole idea of in-person events, in-person retreats or teacher training versus Zoom, right? Kind of that conversation of the pros and the cons. I mean, I'll tell you, having done in-person for years and now been doing Zoom since the pandemic, we get to know each other so much better. Like I've, I've, I've been to a lot of trainings, a lot of workshops around the world. Sure, they're amazing, but I didn't get to know, like I really know Pam well. She's, she's been a part of the community on Zoom here for three years consistently. You know, she's in Kansas City, Missouri. Otherwise, like those kind of friendships wouldn't have, wouldn't have uh, come to being. So love that we are all here and, and super excited to get started. So thank you for those who are here in Zoom. Thank you to those who are listening. Uh, for those who leave us, uh, who are Patreon contributors, uh, thank you so much. It's a community-supported podcast, and for the price of a cup of coffee, you know, per month, you get to you get to support this initiative, and and we appreciate you, all of those that make a contribution. But again, for those who have the the video, the the visual right now, you're going to see I've got Kristen, who is here with me. And we won't go into the whole bio with Kristen because actually, Kristen, you joined us in episode seven. And, and so there we really got to know you and your story and your transformation. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful conversation. So if you want to get to know Kristen, listen to episode seven. Uh, but just know that we're in good hands. She's our director of community. Anybody that emails us at info at happyjackyoga.com, that's who you're talking to. You're talking to Kristen. Um, Kristen, a couple of words. What, what are you feeling right now? What is on your heart? What are you present to? I'm just so excited. I'm Every time you ask me to lead a call or join a podcast, I just feel so grateful because, um, as you know, I'm a lot of the time behind the scenes. So anytime I have that chance to come up and, and see everybody's beautiful faces and make that connection, um, you know, speaking one-on-one with everybody, it's just such an amazing and incredible 
experience and it helps me get to know everyone. So I get to put faces to the emails and I'm just, as always, just super grateful to be here. Love it. I love it. It's so true. It's so, it's one thing to connect, you know, through, through writing, through the, through the inbox and the community forum. It's, but then the magic is happens when we're here together in the zoom room and we got to see, you know, just as we got on, everybody settling in, uh, Yara sitting there eagerly with a big smile on her face as always, uh, and just ready to go. And, um, you know, I also want to say thanks to those, you know, the last couple of episodes we've been kind of plugging, um, for those who listen on Spotify or Apple or Google to leave us a review just to kind of get some visibility, uh, some traction on the podcast. We're now celebrating 15 reviews on Spotify, which is amazing. We hit the goal of 10 on Apple. Uh, so we, we've hit that goal. And I, I must say there's zero on Google. And I'm not surprised. I've never listened to a podcast on Google, but I just want to put it out there. I'm curious if anybody listens to podcasts on Google, our podcast, any podcast, let us know. Drop it. I, I see head shaking, uh, including Kristen's. Yeah, if, no. <laughs> drop us a, a, tra- uh, a comment in the chat. Send us an email. I, we would just be curious uh, to find out. But really, thank you to those um, who have left a review. Yeah. Also got to do a quick, uh, quick plug. Next week is Black Friday, which is a big thing in the U.S. You know, of course, it's the U.S. Thanksgiving, and it's, it's a long weekend. It's a time of giving, a time of thanks. And so we always have our biggest sale of the year. Our biggest discount of the year happens on that Black Friday, November 24th. So if you're, if you're, I mean, everybody who is here with us uh, in Zoom, you're already members of the community. Um, but if you happen to be listening to this and curious to, to join, that could be a very, very smart time to hop in. So a few, a few little, uh, I mentioned to Kristen before, you know, we get into the, the main topics, just a few little things I wanted to, to touch on. Kristen, did you ever, did you ever watch the Simpsons growing up? I'm curious. Yes, of course. It was a staple show growing up in a Canadian household. It was like every Sunday, that's like my, you know, family would sit, we'd have have dinner. And that was how, you know, you ended the night eight o'clock, watch Simpsons, and then the kids went off to bed. So absolutely, I did. You get it. That's it. I mean, it, I get came, it. <laughs> it came out in it came out in the late eighties. You know, it was a big thing in the nineties. You're dating I, us, Jack. You're dating us. <laughs> I know. I know. It's our generation. And but you know what? It's um. And you're probably wondering why am I bringing this up on a yoga podcast? I'll tell you what. Every, I mean, twice a week, I go to the local Whole Foods and and I go grocery shopping. And there's always this one woman. Often there's this one woman who's at the checkout, and um. I, I call her the Malk lady <laughs> for fun. And she, and she calls me the Malk man because so, you know, I buy, I buy almond milk. And so they have a brand called Malk. And apparently this was, this was on the Simpsons like 30 years ago or something like that. And so the, the first time I came to the checkout buying Malk, she got so excited. She's like, I had no idea. You know, she's a huge Simpsons fan. And, and every time I go there, I, Naturally, we talk about Malk, we talk about the Simpsons, and even though like normally I'm not interested in kind of like superficial type conversations like the hockey game or the weather, but she gets so lit up, you know, and I can always see the couple of people in the, in the, 
in the lineup for the, the checkout lineup before me. And they're just like, they're not connecting with her. You know, they're checking their phone or just like, you know, whatever, like a lot of, a lot of us do. And I've been guilty of it. And, and so I always make such a point, you know, as soon as we see each other, big, huge smile, I ask her like, what's the latest episode? She, yes. Last night, she's telling me she saw the episode where NSYNC, uh, came to Springfield, you know, like it's just fun seeing people get lit up about what they're passionate about. And I know, so I was thinking about that as yogis, you know, like we may, you know, I speak for myself, I may always want to talk about yoga or always want to talk about the things that I'm passionate about, but also a big part of yoga is, is con connection and, and showing genuine interest in others, uh, maybe being less selfish, Jack, and, um, and, 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 and really finding out what other people's interests are. And so knowing that she is like a, a maniac Simpsons, uh, raving fan, that's what we get to talk about. So I feel like that's a little way to, to create connection. That's a little way to practice yoga. And I'm so happy that you are also a Simpsons buff, Kristen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's so funny. The, the, the next thing is 11-11. So we got we to welcome in all the divine, beautiful energy here uh, on the East Coast. The, the next thing I wanted to talk about, have you guys ever, have you heard of the acronym FOMO? Yeah. You heard of that before? Yeah. And I, the, different than FUBAR, that's a different <laughs> acronym. <laughs> we are dated. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spell that one out. Hopefully you know, most people don't know. Uh, but FOMO, fear of missing out. And, you know, I woke up this morning, you know, after I did all my rituals and my yoga and stuff, my sadhana, but when I did open up my phone, had WhatsApp messages, there had been a gathering here at, at Harvard Divinity School last night. And I knew it was happening of, of these different, you know, yogis and, and just practitioners and, you know, of, of Kirtan and Bhakti who got together for a little Diwali uh with the festival of lights a little bit of a get together and and they were playing harmonium and chanting mantra and so i woke up and and it was like that oh i should quote unquote oh i should have been there and um you know so i was in that dialogue for 30 seconds but because because i'm a yogi because we practice these things i realized you know what actually um i last night I needed rest. Like it was just, it was a full day. You remember Kristen, we were on a call together. We shortened up that, that call. Cause I just, I had a lot to do and I needed rest. And, and I feel like that was the right thing to do. You know, there's sometimes in life, not always, but sometimes there's more opportunities than there are, than there is time. And, and sometimes saying no to one thing is actually saying yes to ourselves. So that's just a little, have you had that experience, that, that FOMO feeling? Of course. And it's funny, as you're speaking, um, it just made me think um, something I tell my husband, because he does that a lot. Um, so if you're listening, Greg, sorry for outing you. Um, I always say, Greg, don't should on yourself. You always should, 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 should. But what happens when you get into that mindset is you spiral right? So you're like, I should do this. I need to do this. My to-do list is that. And we aren't in that present moment. We're always, you know, going, 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 going. And that's what I like to call shitting on yourself. So, <laughs> so yes, I know that, that feeling very well, but um, I think something that's even more important, like you said, Jack, is 
really leaning into what you need in that moment. Yeah, I should be cleaning my office. Yes, I should be doing the dishes. Yes, I should be going to, you know, this event with my friends, but what do I need? So mm -hmm. it's a really great opportunity to check in with yourself. Yeah. You know what? Put the should aside. What do I need at this moment? So I think it's a really great point. And of course, we all have FOMO, but something we have to do is not get distracted by those shiny things, those FOMOs, and really just kind of lean into what we need in that moment. So I think that's that's an excellent point. Yeah, no, that's that's some really great additions as well. I love it. And I just, I wanted to share that because I know, you know, you've mentioned, you've experienced it, I've experienced it. Anybody else who's listening, just that reminder, right? You, and you really said it well, like to ask ourselves, what do we need in that moment? Uh, and truthfully, uh, I just got to say, if you guys hear background noise, it just so happens that it's leaf blowing season. And so they're blowing the leaves right outside the window. Yeah, what can you do, right? Yeah, exactly. um, but, you know, I did also, although I wasn't able to go last night to this particular event at the Harvard Divinity School, the night before on Sunday night, I did go to a Diwali event at the, at the, at the Bhakti Yoga Ashram, the temple. And so that's part of why I was tired, because that was like a full day and, you know, a lot of kirtan there. Uh, but I wanted to bring that up because, so they say it's a very auspicious thing to do, like on these, these days, like Diwali, which is the Festival of Lights or Holi, which is the, the color festival. If anybody's been with us in India, it's just amazing. Um, you know, and so there's these different events and, and when it is one of those auspicious days, they say it's auspicious or, you know, kind of good, good luck, prosperity to, to gift something to somebody else. And so, you know, they, they, the example was made about like gifting a copy of the Bhagavad Gita. And so, you know, while I was there at the, at the event, you know, I happened to be at this Bhakti Yoga Ashram, you know, in the environment, all enthusiastic from, you know, dancing and singing kirtan and chanting mantra and, you know, being with great yogis. And I ended up to, you know, talking to the temple and we organized to get two boxes of Bhagavad Gita's. And then the next morning I brought them to class and distributed to everybody because we're in a class, uh, the the class on Krishna and Christ, which is going to be a, a new course in January. It's going to be really cool. And since we're, we're studying the Bhagavad Gita there, but nobody has a copy, you know, brought everybody a copy of the Bhagavad Gita. I promise I didn't do it for good karma. I didn't, that's not why I did it. Even, even though that is a side product, they say. Uh, but I just thought like, you know, sometimes just in the moment you have those spontaneous ideas and I think those can be the best gifts. Right. It's like it's like on December 24th when you're trying to figure out, oh, I got to get that person a gift. It's just like not in the flow. But sometimes you just like see something or you feel something and it's like, yes, this is perfect. And it was just one of those moments. So so although I missed last night's uh, festival Sunday night, uh, I got to go to the temple, got to distribute uh, 32 copies of the Bhagavad Gita to, to students you know, who, who now have access to all of the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. So I'm, I'm uh, excited for that. Next on, Kristen may have froze for a second, but that's all good because Muskoka is in the middle of nowhere. The next thing I wanted to ask, I'm, I'm gonna put it out actually into the, into the group here. Um, is, is anybody here a friend of Bill? 
No. Okay. So, so the point, the point being, actually, I'm going to wait till Kristen's back. She's just having a little malfunction. I'll, I'm going to ask that question after. So the, the next thing I wanted to talk about, oh, for, for those who are listening, you, you have no idea. There's no issues, but yeah, Kristen just completely disappeared. This sometimes happens with technology and now I'm left all by myself. Oh my God, what am I going to do? But actually I'm not because I see Yada and Felicia and Pam and Brandon and everybody who's tuning in on their videos. So really the next thing I wanted to ask you guys for your, this is where I can engage those of you who are here with me. Next week for the US Thanksgiving, they are having here at the, at the Harvard Divinity School, they're having a, like a, essentially a Thanksgiving dinner on the Tuesday before for all of the students, you know, just to be able to bring people together. Um, and uh, as of now, I have, I have RSVP'd yes, that, I, that I'm going to go. And, but I feel like this internal resistance. And, uh, you know, not that, not that there's anything bad or wrong with it, but it's just like, I don't know, it's just like not my, and it's nothing to do about the, the um, you know, the, the purpose of it, the fact that it's US Thanksgiving, it's nothing like that. It's more like this social anxiety thing of like, I mean, do I really want to spend an evening uh, socializing and talking to people about who knows what? Um, I'm sure, I'm sure some of you may say like, yeah, it's good to step out of our comfort zone and to stretch ourselves and to, and to put ourselves in new environments and probably have some nice, meaningful conversations, right? These are my colleagues. These are my uh, fellow students who I don't make too much of an effort to connect with. Maybe that, maybe that's why there's a resistance. And then there's the other part of me that knows that I'm, I'm always kind of very, very busy doing things, very committed, lots on the go. And, uh, and truthfully, an evening of rest and getting to bed earlier and not being out so late will also nourish me. So I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious to hear. In fact, uh, I'm just, just for fun, I, I'm, I'm gonna bring our friend Pam on since I mentioned you, if I can, uh, if I can do that. Give, give me some wisdom, oh Pam, dear friend. What would you- I yeah. about to type in the chat a question. Yeah. What do you think originally motivated or had you sign up or commit to doing it in the first place? That's a great question. And it, it was really, so the invitation came last week. Uh, it came last year and I declined. It came again this year. And I said, you know what, like this is an opportunity to connect with some of my fellow students. And I saw names of people who have RSVP'd, yes, they're going. And, and, a, and a few of the names are like, you know what, I've, I've actually always wanted to connect with those people, but you know, I just don't hang out at school. I just go there, class, leave. So I thought maybe this is a nice opportunity to connect with them, some of those students. But then I, I also talked myself out of it because I'm like, <laughs> I'm also like, well, there's going to be a lot of people there. And what are the chances that I'm, I'm really going to be able to have a meaningful conversation with those people that I would want to? And, you know, oh, it could be a loud environment. And, oh, there's a couple of students who like to talk a lot to me and you know i like I, maybe i'm gonna get stuck sitting at a table with this one individual who's a great guy you know a great older man um you know and just likes to talk a lot and so so it's like i start coming up with this story almost like this worst case scenario right that it's going to be loud uh, i'm going to get stuck at a table with 
you know, somebody that I don't really want to um, connect with at that time. But the reason that I initially signed up was, is there are a few people um, that I just haven't had a chance to, to really get to know. So if you're giving all that airtime to the what could go wrong, <laughs> the airtime to what could go right and amazing. Mm. Oh, you, you must be a Dharma coach. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. That's so true. And, and it's okay. I received that. I was thinking about this on my morning Joppa walk this morning because I was like, you know what? Because I know that, you know, and our friend Hope, who's often with us on, on Sunday Satsang, and she, we were talking about flexibility last week, I think on the mentorship program. And, and sometimes there is an opportunity for us to be flexible, whether that means going out to an event and staying up a little bit later than we normally do, or, or going to some, in some environment and, where we don't, we have to interact with more people than we're normally comfortable with. So on the one side, I, I understand the, the, the need for flexibility and, and I fully receive, I need to be more flexible in, in, so, in a lot of areas. Hunter will tell you that, like a lot of areas. And then at the same time, there is also the aspect of like, well, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, relaxing and staying at home, with a nice tea and taking a taking Epsom salt bath and, and getting into bed by 7pm. Like I must be getting old because to me, that's like an exciting night. <laughs> okay, I still haven't heard what's good about or what could be good about going to the event. You have said what's what could be like kind of negative and you've said what's good about staying home. Yeah. <laughs> what might be good? What could happen? What could happen? Okay, well, the, the let's say the, the two or three individuals that I would want, to, that I have, have really been wanting to have a conversation with, uh, but we're just not, either we're not in classes together or we sit at different sides of the room and just haven't connected. Um, what could, is that I could actually get to know that person and have a meaningful conversation, get to know what their, um, you know, their path is, you know, some of them have come from the yoga path. Some of them are from India. And so it's like, I think I think there's something there that we could connect on and have a meaningful conversation. So what could go right is that we have a meaningful conversation. See, I could play I could play the game, and I know what you're doing, and it's good, and it's right, and I could I could go on now and probably say three or four things that could go right, and then I but then I would come back to it's like okay, though a lot of good things could go right. And, and it's okay to, to live with FOMO and stay at home with my tea and my Epsom salt. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I guess I'm just, I guess maybe what I'm saying is like, how do we ultimately make that decision, right? It's like should or not should, because we don't want to should on ourselves, as Kristen said. But like, ought I, how do I say it? You know, should basically, you know, which, which should I do? What if there was no right decision? Both could be very wonderful and right. Going and yeah. not going are perfectly plausible, right things to do. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I agree. I agree. I, I, here's what I, here's a guarantee. Both of them would end up being an excellent evening. You know, staying home, which would I always do? Excellent evening. Love it. <laughs> Uh, going out, you know, I mean, it's, and I, I make it like it's a real big late thing. It's, it starts at 530 
and is done at 7.30, you know, but that's like, that's pushing it a little bit for me, right? <laughs> I'm even getting into bed by 7.30. Um, am I, am I, am I receiving, am I um, picking up on a, a loving encouragement to consider going? Well, and I think that if it, I have no um, skin in the game, if you want to say, whatever you do is beautiful. But I also think that um, if you, you do decide to go, keep putting those positive vibes out there that this is what will happen. Stop thinking about the negative, you know, just keep thinking, I will meet with those people that I want to talk to. I will make a point to go directly to them. I think you're pretty good at directing what you want and how things go. Um, You can take that right on into your social event. And you always have an out. You can leave after five minutes. (laughs) That's true. Oh, my goodness. That's so true. And, you know, you're exact. That's a really great reminder about keep about setting the intention that it's going to be a nice experience. Because actually, I had to do that on Sunday, going to the yoga ashram, to the temple, you know, it's one of those things where I, I lead three calls on Sunday, right? We have our Sunday satsang and then mentorship. And then I led the 200 hour call. So, which I love, right? Like that, that lights me up. And, you know, after that, it's like, you know, nice to relax and, and not use my voice a whole bunch. So I caught myself as I was doing a little bit of stretching and, and uh, meditation here on my mat. And I noticed that like, there was a little bit of resistance to going that evening to the Diwali event at the temple. And, and I did exact, I, I'm really pleased. I did exactly what you said, Pam. I said like, well, you know what? This is like a really cool opportunity. Like this is, this is, this can be a really fun evening. Like, so I, I, I intentionally let go of all of the, oh, it'd be so much easier to just stay home and da, da, da. And, and then really got excited about it. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to freshen up and I'm just going to go in. And it ended up being an amazing evening that I got to connect with uh, a, a few really, really beautiful souls that actually came from my school. Um, did stay up a little bit later than, a lot later than I normally would, but then was inspired to get, you know, all the copies of the Bhagavad Gita and, and bring them to the classmates the next day. So, and although the next day I was, you know, according to my aura ring, and what I could feel, I was, you know, a little bit lower on energy and I didn't get as much sleep as normal. At the same time, like it was very inspired, like spiritually uplifting. So point being, I did exactly what you said, Pam. I just, I started focusing on all the good. And I think, you know, that when you are, you get that little bit of depletion, you know how to get it back up pretty quickly. I do. And, and like the, the last point you said, I also know how to, how to politely excuse myself whenever I need to. <laughs> no, like really, I, I do it. Like I have no shame and, you know, it's like, hey, God, like even, even at the temple, by the time it, nine o'clock came and I was like, which is late for me. And I was like right in the middle of amazing, like inspiring conversation. I just looked everybody in the eye. I said, it's an hour past my bedtime and I got I to gotta excuse myself, but it's been so amazing being here with all of you. Have fun at the Kirtan, which is going to continue for another hour or more. And uh, namaste. So we, that's a good point. We can always excuse ourselves. I love it. I didn't, this wasn't planned, but this was like a perfect, you know, we obviously our dear friend Kristen is back. Muskoka Wi-Fi is always as it is, uh, but it was, it was meant to be, Pam. You know, you, if, if for those who don't know, put your, put your, uh, how can people find you, Pam, on Instagram? Yeah, sure. Um, 
Uh, I am Pam Tibbs, and my company is called The Resilient Restaurateur, and I do uh, coaching not just for restaurant people, but for everyone, and my dharma, my purpose in life is to help other people find theirs, whether that's through yoga or coaching, through changes in life, habits, whatever it is that you are feeling you need help and direction in, I'm here for you, and I love this community that I'm just privileged and honored to be a part of. Ah, it's an honor to have you here with us. Been like three years strong uh, since 2020. And yeah, I mean, and we got to add to your, your resume or your bio as well, helping people overcome their social anxiety to going to public events. Yes. Yeah. yeah even Yara is <laughs> celebrating. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's send the love high vibes, Kansas city, Missouri representing Nice little tangent. So, see, that was like uh, for those who are listening, and you know, that was like a little mini experience of what we have like at, at a normal Zoom call, yeah. right? We get to engage with our students. Um, I promise, though, it's not always like therapy for me. It's not always about fixing Jack or coaching Jack, but uh, sometimes, sometimes I need some uh, reminders as well. So the so we're back on Kristen. The the question I was going to ask, and I yeah. put it out. I could tell that the others on the line didn't really uh, respond. And I'm curious if you would, are you a friend of Bill? Am I a friend of Bill? Yeah. Bill. <laughs> right, exactly. So that you you re, you responded the exact same way that, that I do. And I just wanted to do a shout out because I, um, at class the other week, last week, uh, a really nice woman came up to me. Uh, this is like before class. And she's like, are you a friend of Bill? <laughs> and I did the same thing. I'm like, I don't even really know. I don't even really know who you are. Never mind, Bill. And uh, but I guess it's a, it's a code word for people who are in AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. And so it's kind of like a code way of of saying like, Hey, are you also in recovery? I didn't know that because I I, I used yoga to get sober. I didn't I didn't use AA. Um, but when I when I asked on the Sunday Satsang, similar response from everybody except our, our friend Kiernan. Um, she, who has a big part of that community, she's like, oh yeah, I'm a friend of Bill. And and she was really able to explain, um, yeah. you know, the, the the idea of it is is having that in Alcoholics Anonymous, so that anonymous space, because often in the beginning when we're making this vulnerable, you know, lifestyle change, whether it's with alcohol, whatever it happens to be, we all have our things. And, um, you know, being able to have that safe space and to bringing it back into yoga, like that's the, the opportunity that we have as yoga teachers, right, is to create that safe space. And obviously everything we talk about, I mean, on the podcast is not confidential. It's pretty public. But, yeah. you know, within within our other Zoom calls and sharing circles and the 200 hour hero's journey, it's yeah. confidential. It's a safe space. And um, yeah, I, maybe maybe ours will be, are you a friend of Joe? As in like finding Joe? Finding Joe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, if somebody has is not a drinker or, you know, um, into substances, I, I that one went right over my head. <laughs> it's all, all good. And if anything, we get to educate ourselves, educate ourselves a little bit. Saw the thumbs up there from Pam. Um, a couple more things that I wanted to, to touch on before we get into the bulk um, and so the other thing was, so as you know, I, I happen to be vegan 
not here to preach to anybody, you know, just something that has worked for me for a lot of years. And as vegans, we, t- we tend to, uh, we can get low on vitamin B, B is in baseball. And so I, um, not that I'm low, but I just, just preventative. I went to this IV therapy lounge, which is where you go and they give you a vitamin B shot. And while I was doing it, the, which is what I love to do, you know, I was just asking questions and, and, you know, the therapist who's there, who's a nurse, who's a nurse in the ER, who also happens to work here on weekends at that place. And um, just asking her all kinds of questions about the different treatments they have. They have cold therapy and sauna and all this oxygen stuff. And they also have Botox, which I was really curious about to learn about. Um, I, I didn't get any Botox, I promise. <laughs> and, and, but I, you know, I want, I guess I just want to understand that because it's again, bringing it back into this idea of, of yoga, you know, he, we, we are, we have this material body, which, which is aging, you know, you know, for Kristen, you and I, and who we used to watch the Simpsons in the 1980s, you know, we're not kids anymore getting put to bed after the Simpsons episode. Oh, my gray hairs are already showing, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm noticing mine, even on, you can't see here, but like on top. Like the I'm side. a little like, I'm like, oh man, the Zoom really picks those gray hairs up, don't they? Like, <laughs> <"Gone."> <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, you know, just having that conversation, it just made me think that, you know, we do many of us, we do whatever we can to, to stay younger, like to stay healthier. I fully get behind that, but like we, it's funny, we do these things to stay younger, whether it's, you know, makeup and again, no dig against makeup. It's a beautiful thing to look pretty. Um, and, but then there's like different levels of it, right? It's like, okay, there's the makeup and the clothing. And then, and then there's, you know, there's Botox that I was learning about. And then of course, I guess there's like plastic surgery, which is a whole nother level. And it's almost like we have this attachment which is really what the Bhagavad Gita teaches us again, this attachment to like wanting to stay young and youthful for as long as we can. And there's filters on Instagram and there's, you know, all these things that we can do and, and it's okay to have fun. Um, and, but you, you had put up a post actually recently, Kristen, I remember that. And, and it was basically saying like, no fil- you actually you did one with filter and one yeah. without filter and, yeah. and but then really embracing of like, you know what, this is me without a filter. Yeah. Yeah. And it was basically just like, you know, be careful who, um, you know, claims to be something and reality behind the mask is something else was kind of the basis of the post. So I did um, the filter and then, you know, really just had fun with the, you know, this is me. This is who I am. This is what you get when you talk to me, when you speak to me, when you work with me. So, um, yeah, I can relate to that quite a bit. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's I think that's really, you know, our friend Amy, who's not on with us today, but like she had said some, she just made a compliment to like us and the community that she really appreciates the, the vulnerability. And she used, she used the word candor, which I had to Google because I'm, I'm, you know, but I guess it means like openness, like just the, the openness and the vulnerability that we have. And that really like just shows, you know, as that's our opportunity as yogis and yoga teacher train yoga teachers to hold that space and inspire others to, to be real. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to do that with all of you. I must. So before we jump into our yoga myth, I promise we're going to get there. The last, the last of kind of my, the intro points, uh, things are getting real. 
you know, you know, Kristen, those of you who are listening on the podcast, I've heard in previous episodes, uh, my intention to, to give up this home here in this apartment that you can see if you're on video and to move into the yoga ashram for next semester. And so that would be in January. And right before this call started, I got an email from Harvard University Housing. This is like a student housing. This is that I'm in an apartment. And I got an email saying your apartment has been rented as of December the, you know, basically saying your last day is December the 8th, which is the date I chose. And so like, it's real now, like December the 8th, less than one month, all of this stuff goes out back to Canada, a few things to the yoga ashram and, and just going all in. And again, just pulling that back into that reminder of like, when we, when we have a, a heart desire, when we have like an inclination of something we want to do or something we want to experience, you know, and like we set that intention. And, you know, if we were to go back and listen to past episodes or past sharing circle calls, you know, just a month or two ago, I was like talking about it, like maybe I'm considering it, thinking about it, you know, and now it's like, it's real, it's happening. Uh, you know, moving in and, and I honestly couldn't be more excited, you know, for this, for this experience, because just like Pam said, with regards to that event, um, I mean, it's not as easy to just like leave after five minutes, but it's not permanent. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's an experience uh, after a semester, if, if for some reason it's not supportive or empowering of the environment that I need to, to run Happy Jack Yoga and to be a student, I can change it, but I feel that it will be. And so heads up, it's real. Yep. That's exciting. Yes. It can be very scary, but also when you lean into it can be really exciting. Yeah. I feel that. So why don't we, with the the time we have, Chris, let's, let's jump into the myth. What what do we got for a myth? So the myth, the myth is letting go is the hardest asana. Letting go is the hardest asana. That's good. I mean, there's, there's some really good truth in that. When I think about letting go, I know, again, I, I tend to be someone who wants to control things or to make things go, go a certain way. You know, Pam had said, you know, she's like, I think if I know you, Jack, you'll, you'll figure out a way to create the environment at that uh, Thanksgiving dinner event so that you will uh, be able to connect with the people you want to, because it's true. Like I, I do have this ability and this need to, to make things go a certain way. And that, that to some extent creates, you know, results, I'm moving into the yoga ashram, you know, whatever else I've done, but also, you know, when we have that attachment, whether it's an attachment to our age or our appearance or whatever it happens to be, you know, that's, that's when suffering can come up, right? Like, and so just thinking about that, you know, that idea of, of letting go, I know that's something I need to work on. I, I get to work on. So I guess, so on the one side, the, the idea around this myth makes sense, but I wanted to clarify that letting go is not actually an asana. So asana, right? Asana is, it's a, it's a Sanskrit word and it means posture. It actually, another translation of it is seat, like the original asana, the original posture was a seated position. 
right? Like a yogi, there's going back thousands of years, there's carvings in the Indus Valley, like in the rocks. And there would be like a, a yogi sitting there cross-legged with their hands in a mudra and eyes closed. And that was like really the original asana. Yeah. So just to kind of put that in context. Um, and then of course, you know, the many more asanas were created by the great yogis over the years. But I just want to make that distinction that, you know, just so, just so we could, because I think that we can kind of, you know, make things, whatever we do here in the West, um, sometimes appropriating and sometimes just making it relevant, but letting go itself is not an asana, but letting go is definitely something I need to work on. What do you think? What do you think when you hear that myth? So I actually, uh, I think, uh, Yara said it's not really a myth. For me either because letting go is a is hard and I think it's a great play on words I mean we know especially if we study yoga that asana isn't really about letting go it's it you know like you just said Jack um but I think it's a great and beautiful play on words and really it to me it means um you know, we're preparing to get into the pose and sometimes that means we got to let go of all the crap that's going on around us to really get into the pose, to get into yourself, you really just have to let go of what's no longer serving. Just let go of the things that are weighing you down. And that's when you come into that comfortable seat, that asana, that, you know, preparing for that meditation, that inward journey. So really, it just means leave what you, you know, doesn't serve you at the door. And you're coming ho- over that threshold into that comfortable seat of that asana that that seated position that stillness yeah that's kind of what that that kind of means for me that's good that was really well said like that like really tying in that that art and that practice of letting go with coming into the asana like that's everything you just said i 100 percent agree with and, and there's like right on and that's cool how each of us can come up with our different interpretation. And that's, that's why as yoga teachers, right? And that, that came from your experience of getting into yoga poses and noticing that, that need to let go in order to fully come into the pose. And you, you know, you, you might have, you could read that in a book or hear it on a podcast and you'll, you know, get it at the intellectual level. But it's not until we get on our mat and do that practice that we can really speak to it and, and share it with our students in a way that like, we're just so connected to the teaching versus just saying the words. And another way to look at it too, is, you know, when we get into our heads about what we should look like, what we should, you know, what our body should look like, what we should look like as yogis, should I be, you know, wearing the tight clothes and be super thin and just executing the, the pose perfectly we gotta let go of that because that's not yoga that's not asana that's not that has no room here in this practice so really it just kind of means for me too on on a different perspective is letting go of the way I'm supposed to look the way I'm supposed to um, you know feel and really when we get let go of all that noise that's when we're in the pose that's you know that's when we're really doing yoga when you let go of the fact that, you know, the person beside me is in a headstand, but I'm in, you know, downward dog or child pose. Beautiful, both beautiful, both yoga, both perfect. So getting out of your head, you don't have to look like that. You don't have to look like that. 
And Jack, even at our live um, retreat, there's you're leading us through this beautiful hero's journey. And when I look, looked up, just took a moment to really breathe in that moment. Everybody was just in such a beautiful position, in their own unique position. And that, to me, just spoke volumes about you as a teacher and just the fact that everybody was really stepping into their yoga, their asana. So I, I think that it could be a different perspective on that as well. Yeah, no, that's a great, and that's a beautiful uh, memory of the retreat. And that's, that's what we would have done in that class is to, as we often say as yoga teachers, like take a pose, you know, a variation that works for you, like really be true to yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. And, and truthfully, for some of you out there, like we got some yogis on the call who are in their in their twenties and in their prime, and their their bodies are strong, and and that's great. Um, and and so for sometimes actually uh, an advanced variation of the pose is needed. I can a friend of mine, you know, he was practicing. He was telling me this story. He was practicing uh, in a yoga class, and and he he started you know in as part of the flow he was at the back of the room not trying to get any attention but he just started taking some handstands you know he happens to be able to do handstand very well and um and so he was doing handstands and the teacher came up to him uh and said less is more and and basically saying you know basically saying like okay stop your showboating you know (laughs) come back to do what everybody else is doing and, and he, like, he basically, I think he probably said after class, he's like, Hey, I wasn't doing that to impress. Like I, I know my body. He's, he's a young, strong, healthy, athletic guy and, and handstand is part of his practice. And, and he knew that that would serve him in that moment. And so whether we take a handstand or whether we take a full wheel, when the teacher is giving us another variation, like if that's, if that's going to nourish us, Right. If we're doing it for our ego, well, that's not that's not yoga. But if we're doing it because our our body's craving for it, and so that's just kind of the other side. Because more often than not, many of us could take the the modification and just honor our body and not try to push ourselves to what others may be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that was great. And so I just want to acknowledge because it fits in with this. Uh, Pam had asked in the in the chat. She said. Uh, with regards to me moving into the temple, she said, how will you lead classes and record this podcast? Great question. And and thankfully, you're talking to somebody who likes to control and micromanage and make sure everything. So you better believe I've got that all handled. I got that figured out. In fact, just to, again, just last week or this weekend, um, there's a there's a, a section called the Harvard Innovation Lab. And I'm a part of that community. I have a mentor um, that part of that community. And so I went in there and they have like 20 or 30 conference rooms that are available for rent, um, you know, for, for basically hosting Zoom calls anywhere from like two person rooms to like really big rooms. And you just go online and you reserve them. So uh, like certainly Sunday mornings when we lead many of our calls, there's going to be a lot of um, availability, but I can just go in sign it out so so yeah sunday mornings for satsang for the mentorship program for the 200 hour tuesday podcast definitely uh, gonna be reserving for that wednesday night 200 hour thursday business of yoga um all, all of those we're gonna have a reservation 
if anybody is in the area, come and join me at the Harvard Innovation Lab. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a good question. We got it all figured out. Nice. So with I, I can't keep up with all the comments in there, but I love all the, the communication in the chat. So what we're going to do here, we just got like 10 minutes left. And I knew this would happen because I knew yeah. that there was just like many uh, fun topics uh, to get into. We, we basically we took a little bit of a hiatus from the, the plan that Hanna has where we do different modules from the 200 hour, uh, but just wanted to talk, talk with a few fun topics. So we thought for the, the main topic, um, I was actually going to put it on Kristen and say that the, the old AMA, ask me anything. And I said, don't tell me in advance. So I have no idea uh, what you're going to ask me, but yeah. Kristen uh, has prepared uh, some questions and we'll see how many we have time for. And if anybody else has questions, put them in the chat or send us an email at info at happyjackyoga.com because we're happy to take them. But all right, I'm on, I'm on the hot seat. What do okay, we got? This, is, this is a deep one. So um, the first question I have is, um, you know, you're very transparent about the fact that your parents nicknamed you Happy Jack is, you know, probably as a baby. Yeah. And um, you've also been very transparent that as a child, sometimes you hid behind that mask because you didn't always feel like Happy Jack. Sometimes you were really sad and, um, you know, you ha have been really transparent with that in the past, especially with our community. Um, so now as an adult, do you still connect deeply with that title and that identity? Mm -hmm. And how has that shaped who you are today? Oh, that's a good question. That's such a good question. Because <laughs> it's something that I think about. Yeah. So in a way, I do connect to the name. I do okay. connect to the name. Um, you know, I often, when I kick off calls, Namaste, Happy Jack here. Like if, if you do any of our courses, the video, like it feels very natural. It feels fun. Um, it, it's you know, it's, it's, it's playful. Like I don't always talk exactly like that. So it's a bit of a, a role I step into sometimes, um, but it, it does feel authentic. But what's interesting is that there sometimes is a bit of an insecurity around introducing myself. Like certainly when I'm at Harvard, you know, I, I don't like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm happy Jack, you know, or, or even, even at different conferences, uh, you know, in, whether it's in academia or personal development or, you know, I've, I've had people see, like senior kind of, you know, uh, you know, um, how do I say bosses, you know, of programs that I've been in that have kind of questioned and judged the name and they kind of like, because they often don't always know the whole backstory, right? Like my, the story is my parents gave me the name when I was a baby because I was super happy and always smiling. And so they nicked, my parents gave me the name Happy Jack. Uh, but, but sometimes without explaining all of that, you know, some people are like, did this guy just name himself Happy Jack? Like, that's kind of weird. Or like, wh who, who, why, who, who is he to just call himself Happy Jack? So there, there has in the, in recent years been like a bit of an insecurity and, and, and often I will just say, Hey, I'm Jack, you know, at school. So I guess that's kind of like the, 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 the dance that I'm in right now. So I guess to answer clearly, like, yes, I connect, I connect with happy Jack and maybe depending on the environment and the context, 
will depend on how I introduce myself. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. And I think sometimes instead of calling it like an identity, it can just be a hat we wear, right? You know, I'm a mom, I'm a, a business owner, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an the director of community, we, we step into all these roles and we wear these different hats. And, um, you know, sometimes we, we kind of get caught up in, in some of those hats, if you will, but, uh, that beautifully yeah. explained. Yeah. And I'll just, I mean, just to add on that, cause there I've shared, but I'll share cause I haven't on the podcast, but like there were moments earlier as a yoga teacher where I was happy Jack and I was, you know, happy Jack yoga traveling around the world. And there were some moments that I felt a pressure that I, I always had to be happy. And that wasn't always the case, right? So though in those moments of, you know, needing to be a certain way. So I feel like now, I mean, maybe more accurate now would be the like uh, vulnerable Jack or open Jack or authentic Jack. But I don't think, I don't think that has as a catchy a ring, right? <laughs> that's a great ring. I would need a new t-shirt too. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think, I don't think that's going to fly. So now it's more than, and, and, and Hun and I, we talk about this even just this past week, and we'll, we'll we will continue talking about it. We we the community. It's it's not about me as an individual. It's not about Hunna, right? It's not it's it's not about you or Cece who has joined us now as well, right? It's about it's about each person finding their. That's why we do the hero's journey, right? That's why we explore, and that's a big part of it is really finding our truth and being our authentic self and our our full self expression. Um, yeah. So, and in a way, I think, I think I'm evolving and, you know, and who knows? I mean, I, I've changed the color of my shirt. Maybe, maybe I'm going to change my haircut and buzz it off one day, <laughs> moving into the temple. Um, maybe I'm going to change my name. I don't know, but, but I don't think even that's the cool thing. Even if I did change my name or I get, you know, get some spiritual name one day, happy Jack yoga is not me. And it's not Hanna and it's not you. It's, it's literally, it's, it's a community. It's a, it's a, a way of being. So that's an excellent question. And Cece says, yes, because she has, Cece has a tattoo of Happy Jack Yoga. So she's probably thinking, don't change the name. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I um, have, um, sorry, go ahead, Jack. Yeah, no, I was going to say, we got, we got time for, uh, okay. we could squeeze in one more. I have one more. It's not as deep. I promise. But um, as you know, even with the the umbrella of spirituality, a lot of people get caught up in the vastness of it. And I feel the same way with yoga, right? Because it is a yogic journey. It's a way of life. It's a spiritual path. So for those of us who can sometimes feel very overwhelmed by how to incorporate um, yoga and a more yogic way of life into our day-to-day lives, what would you recommend? Where what would be the starting point that you would recommend for us that are like, oh, I need to I need to do this and this and this and get caught up in the shoulds and get caught up in that in the vastness that is yoga. Yeah, I feel like that when I, the first thing that comes to my heart is is just enjoying I mean enjoying the journey and and going at the pace that feels right. Because if I if I walked into my first yoga class and and it was doing what we did at the yoga ashram this weekend where everybody's dancing around and and chanting mantras and you know some of people were dressed up in indian you know gear and and had you know this tilak paint on their face 
I, I probably would have been like, whoa, this is not for me. Like I, this is not what, this is not what I signed up for. Um, and so like, you know, first found the yoga for the physical practice and then, and then noticed the meditation. And then, and then we found the spirituality. It's like, whoa, connecting to something bigger than myself. I'm not the center of the universe. And so I think that we, we really don't want to compare to one another. Right. And it took me a long time to be able to be ready to read the Bhagavad Gita. Some of you, you know, again, our friend Pam, who was just on the show, like she, she, you know, her and some others like really connected to this and just like jumped right in. I'm a bit of a slow, you know, I, for me, it was slower. And so I think we don't want to compare to others, but I think creating the, the practice, creating the lifestyle that is, that is most authentic for us and, and just trusting the process. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because it's it can be overwhelming, right? And and like we were talking about with the quote, sitting beside somebody and comparing, you know, oh, they're doing this, they're they're advanced, and I'm I'm just coming in as a newbie. And so I think sometimes it can be very overwhelming. Like, where do I start? And everybody's path looks so different. So I think it's kind of a um, a funny question because really it's kind of start where you are. Mm. It's start in the place that you are and everybody's going to start in a different place and it's going to look differently. So um, whether that is just doing a five minute practice every day or a 10 minute practice, or, you know, picking up a yogic book, like the Bhagavad Gita is a bit of a, a hefty read, but a beautiful one nonetheless. So if that's where you are, pick it up and, and work your way through it. Or maybe yet take the Bhagavad Gita course and, you know, ha- have happy Jack walk you through it. So <laughs> Um, you yeah, know. well, and that's that's what I was going to say. It's like I love what you said. Start where you are, and if if you want, if you're looking for something different, start with the hero's journey. <laughs> I'll just I'll put a I'll put a plug in there just because we're wrapping up here in a minute. You know, again next week for Black Friday for U.S. Thanksgiving, biggest sale of the year, biggest discount of the year. The hero's journey is is yeah, becoming a certified yoga teacher. But as everybody on this call knows. It's way more than that. It's like doing all of this inner work, identifying who we are, um, connecting to our best selves, becoming the best version of ourselves, and then being able to share that confidently and courageously with others. So if anybody's thinking about yoga teacher training or doing this deep uh, inquiry, send us an email, info at happyjackyoga.com. We'll keep you posted. But Kristen, thank you so much for stepping in here again uh, when Hannah's wrapping up in Europe. We're sending so much love to everybody who is here in Zoom. Thank you for being here live with us. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a review on whatever platform that you happen to use just to help the algorithm so people find yogis will find the podcast. Next week, Hannah's back in town. In fact, she's back in Canada next week. So um, until then, my friends, make it an amazing rest of the day. And we'll see you soon. Namaste.